0: Hello, mama. So excited to be here with you today. I got to start that way because it's it's just true. I'm excited. I love getting to talk with you and just, it's amazing how I just get to sit here and that God uses this and just reaches you and speaks to you directly. And it's just amazing. And I always just pray before I begin that God would speak through me and, you know, edit what I'm saying, that he would be the, the author of all of this, and that he would just use it in your lives. So I am just amazed at what he's doing here and the community he's building of moms that just want something more, that are not willing to just go through the motions, are not willing to just stay in anger and old patterns, are not willing to just get through motherhood trying to survive, but they want something more. And I, I am honored that I get to share this space with you. And Today, as you know, most of you, uh, we're in a series uh, all about marriage. It's called How to Stay Married and Have Kids, because I think in our world, uh, a lot of people think that those are an opposition of one another, and it's just not true. Uh, God has a different way. And so we are unpacking everything that you need to know to have a healthy marriage, to thrive in this season. Yes. Children will bring added challenges. Yes, it adds complication, but marriage is already hard. And truly that's one of the ways that God uses it in our life is uh, teaching us how to lay down our life for someone else, teaching us how to sacrifice. And that work is truly painful. And so marriage is inherently painful, therefore. (laughs) But the beauty is that God doesn't waste any suffering when we let him in and we let him define what, how we respond and how we wade through the suffering, then he turns it all for good. And so for those of you that are in a marriage and you are feeling so much pain and discouragement and maybe hopelessness, I want you to know there is hope. I want you to know that God is in the middle of it. I want you to know that he has more for you. Do not grow discouraged. Do not give up. He is in this with you. And I hope that in this series, I can just help you have some practical steps, realign your perspective on marriage. Um, I just believe that there's so many voices out in the world today that are telling us all of these lies about what marriage is, what we should expect of our spouse. If if they're not making us happy, it's probably time to move on. Uh, if we don't love them anymore, then the marriage is over. And those are not the way of God. They're just not. And so we've got to speak against that because I know all of that mindset infiltrates us, even when we aren't intentionally ingesting that, it does get inside of us. And so that's why it's so important how careful we are with the media that we consume, uh, whether it's visually on, you know, scrolling on social media or the podcasts we're listening to, the shows we're watching, right? Because all of this mentality is swarming around us and we have to be so cautious about what is seeping in. And the thing is, if we are listening to something that is in opposition to God, those mentalities are seeping in unless we are careful to dissect them like point by point and and hold them to the word of God. And I'm not saying that you have to only listen to only Christian content of, you know, TV shows and podcasts and all of that. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is you do need to be cautious. And if you don't know the word of God very well, then you should probably have a season where you don't listen to anything besides Christian content, because you don't have that discerning eye to know, okay, is this of the world or is this of God? And we have to have such a critical eye, especially in this season and our culture and the world. Like there's so many differing views that are at opposition with one another. And so it becomes confusing sometimes what we should believe, how we should see things. And so, if you are going to ingest content that is not Christian, just make sure you are are not like just inhaling it, right? You're you're taking it with a grain of salt. You're listening for okay, does this align with the Word of God? Like that's a that's a question when I listen to an audio book or read a book or a podcast, whatever it is that isn't Christian, everything that is being said, I'm like, okay, that's interesting. That's a good point. But does this align with the Word of God? Okay, this part I need to throw out because that does not align with the Word of God. That's actually a opposition with the Word of God. Um, or is, you know, does not agree with the Word of God. And so it's just like a constant thing in the back of my head. And so honestly, sometimes, you know, it's, it can be more tiring to ingest non-Christian content. However, even with Christian content, we just got to do this too, because there's going to be people that are off that, um, you know, there's a lot of voices out there, even in the Christian world that, you know, are are not fully aligned with the word of God. So, you know, the the thing is, here's the point of all of this. One of the points, be in your word, be in the Bible. Like, In order to know what is God's word, who he is, what he would say, we have to know his voice and we learn his voice by reading the word of God. So this is just a a shameless plug for you to go read your Bible because that is what we all need. But anyways, all of this is leading up to the fact that we are going to dive deeper today into this topic on how to have a healthy marriage. What does that look like? how do we do this? And I've shared kind of some big picture vision, uh, kind of some of the things culture is saying, kind of unpacking a little bit of, for me, where my big picture perspective got off and hopefully encouraging you to realign your perspective on marriage with the word of God. And today I'm going to dive into specifically my story in marriage and, and what it has looked like for me and how I kind of came out of this place. I was stuck truly. Um, and for a long time, I didn't realize I was the stuck one. I think I shared in the last episode that I thought for the longest time, my husband was the problem. And I think many of you can relate to that because they do have problems, right? Like they're not blameless. They're not perfect. They've got growing to do. They've got work to do. But but so do we, right? And that's where we land. So do we. And we cannot deny ourselves. In fact, we have to focus on ourselves because we can't do the growing for someone else, it's just not how it works. So I encourage you throughout this whole series, listen for yourself. You know, if you want to get your spouse to listen to great, but you have to listen for yourself. And that is going to be the key to any kind of growth you want in your marriage. And I know I've said this on every episode, but it's so important that I'm going to keep reiterating, reiterating it, because if you cannot get to a place where you're focused on your own growth, your marriage is not going to grow. You have to start with yourself. You have to start with, God, where are my blind spots? Husband, where are my blind spots? And focusing there first. So I'm gonna share with you some of my blind spots that I have had, and I hope that it encourages encourages you and helps you move forward. Let's do this. Welcome to the Morning Mama Podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. right, mom, I'm so excited to dive in with you today. And yeah, I'm just going to dive right into the thick of it. Um, You know, for me, I shared a little bit about this in the last episode, but the biggest challenge for me in my marriage was one, what I expected of my husband, and two, where I was going for my strength, for my contentment, for my satisfaction, for my love, for my worth, right, for my identity even, you know, and I, you know, I was someone that always dreamed of marriage and idealized it, idolized it, right? I had this dream of what it would look like and how amazing it would be. And I was one of those girls that their whole life was just like looking for their future husband. You know, this is something I know I talked, I mentioned in the last episode as well, but you know, I definitely lived in, in a culture and a church that was saying like, who's your future husband? Like this was back in high school, you know, that was like, it was all about who looking for your future husband. Who's he going to be? What's he going to be looking like? Who, you know, like we were already focused on that. I remember going to, um, a, like a college, uh, checking out a college and out in California, I was currently living in Colorado and, we came out me and a friend came out to check out one of the colleges and i remember the whole trip i don't even know where we got this term but we called them trolls for some reason i do not remember it doesn't matter but we were like who's who's our troll here is is your troll here and then we would like find guys on the trip um and from a distance i don't know if we ever talked to them <laughs> uh, high school um and we would be like, oh, that's my troll. I think that's it, you know? And we were just so obsessed. Like, it was all about that, all about the future husband. And that at a young age, if, if any of you can relate to any form of that, hopefully not as crazy as my story, um, but then you learned at an early age to idolize marriage. And that automatically sets you up to go into marriage with the wrong perspective, right? That's an I perspective, though, all about what I want, what I need, what's going to be good for me. And this is just, you know, we're, we're almost like waiting for marriage to come because then we're going to feel whole. Then we're going to feel complete. Then we're going to finally like make it in life. You know, like we'll be there. We finally found that other half right? And that (laughs) is just not God's way. But I know our culture, Christian and otherwise, can really, or at least previous culture, culture now is a little different in the world. But uh, back then, I feel like it really focused on that and and tried to make it this thing that it it was the pinnacle of everything, right? When you got married, when you found that right person, that was the end all be all of life. That was it. You'd made it right? And so we we really set ourselves up for disappointment because one, we're, we're putting something before God. We're finding our contentment, satisfaction, everything in somewhere other than God. We're having these unrealistic expectations of our husbands, of, of just marriage in general, right? Like we didn't talk about how hard marriage was. We just talked about how it was the completion of everything. And so that's kind of where I began my marriage. And it was just such a journey for me to figure out how to not stay in that mindset. Um, I really did look to my husband for how I was doing. Like I looked to him to feel okay about life. Like if we had a, a good conversation, if we were good, if we were having fun and having deep rich and not just fun, I'm not really big on fun. <laughs> that sounds so bad, but surely like I'm such a serious person a lot of the time. And so I was like, do we have a deep conversation where we, or are we being really intentional? Like I was, I was very intense. <laughs> I still am some, a lot of times, most of the time. <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, I've, light, I've lightened up a lot. Um, I do that kind of deep work with God, you know, so I don't Always just bring that to my husband, <laughs> but you know I I really was in that place, but God and His goodness really walked me through this journey, and that's what I want to share with you today. And it's this journey of of taking my reliance on my husband and this idolization of my marriage, and and helping me learn to put it back on God, helping me learn to find everything within God. And it was um, you know, we had a marriage coach that really helped me kind of understand what I was doing in all of this, how I was I was creating this unhealthy perspective and unhealthy trajectory. Um, so that was key. And so I do always want to encourage you if you're in this place in your marriage, like get some outside help we are not meant to do this alone you need the voice of others that are professional or a couple steps ahead of you that have a healthy marriage you need those voices in your life you need the outside perspective so go find a christian marriage therapist go find a christian coach go um to your pastors like all of the above and um you know if if you need help finding one i know um a great christian coach you can um utilize like on telehealth on, on your computer. Um, you know, you can always find a restoration therapist. That link is always in my show notes and just email me and I can send you, uh, the, the recommendations that I have, but it's, it's necessary. Make sure they are Christian, like really Christian. Um, and yeah, that's essential. So that was part of what helped me is just that, that coach, but also just divine orchestration of how God, um, formed our circumstances. And, um, it was just such a necessary journey for me. So before I went through this journey, I, I wasn't, um, if, if my husband wasn't being emotionally connected to me, I was completely undone. I was angry. I was, I was just internally like anger, I guess, you know, like, like rage inside of me. Um, which is all, you know, if you've, if you know about restoration theory and I talk about it a lot, but it's all connected back to my core wounds. So for me, the core of it is I would feel alone, you know, and I wouldn't always pinpoint that even though I I had those tools, you know, you have to choose to use the tools. Right. And so, you know, sometimes I would, sometimes I wouldn't, but I I felt alone. I felt out of control because I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't do anything about it. Like at, try as I might, I couldn't get him to emotionally connect to me. And I, I didn't know what else to do. And I I was just that feeling of out of control was so present and really, really um, fueled a lot of my anger. And so I was just undone when he wouldn't emotionally connect to me. Um, if he was in a bad mood, I was all of a sudden no longer okay, right? Like his mood, his uh, how he showed up whatever he brought, I was completely reliant on that. I did not know how to be okay on my own. I did not know how to be, uh, separate from his current emotional state. I was fully dependent on it. Um, you know, I shared in the last episode, like if a situation didn't go perfectly like a date, um, and, and didn't go high, I expect it to be. Um, I was just, I was a toddler. Like, you know, I would throw, um, I called them tantrums because that's what they looked like. Like there was yelling. There was sometimes throwing things. Like it was, it was really ugly, truly saying things that were hurtful intentionally. And I know some of you that struggle with anger can relate to this. And that's why I share it. Like, even though it's in the past, like I'm still, it's hard to look at, you know, it's it was some ugly sin and I, and I hate remembering it and I hate talking about it, but I'm want to use every part of my story to help other people find freedom. You know, God can redeem all of our pain, but we have to first put it on the altar and sacrifice it and say, okay, God, like whatever you want to do with it, I'm willing to share this. I'm willing to to have you redeem it. And he wants to do that, but first we have to surrender it to him. So this is why I'm sharing this with you is to help some of you know that if that's where you're at, one, you're not alone. And two, there's hope. There is freedom waiting for you. Don't feel like this is, don't feel like this uh, labels you as like, this is just who you are. It's not. And don't feel like this is how you're always going to be. Uh, you're going to have to fight for that freedom. You're going to have to fight to break free from that. But, but that healing is waiting for you. And I always just want to take a minute and some point in the episode to invite those of you that are in that place that wants to go deeper on your own. Like we're not specifically talking about, um, you know, in the context of marriage or, or within your marriage, but if you are struggling as a wife and you need some tools to stop that anger. And to actually walk out the freedom that i'm about to share with you the journey that i went on then i would love to work with you at a deeper level yes podcasts can encourage you and can even equip you if you actually utilize what you hear but a lot of us need uh, more one-on-one time more intentional space to to do the work and so that's why i created the healed Mama academy so that you can do that work and have my eyes in your life to help you walk through all of the steps of getting freedom from that anger and stopping those cycles that you're so sick of. Um, And so we have uh, group coaching every week when you join the Healed Mama Academy and uh, you get access to those for an entire year. And then there is video and worksheet content to work through on your own so that you can learn the tools I'm talking about of restoration theory um, that will help you Understand the patterns that are happening and walk out of them so you are not stuck in them anymore. Um, and it actually works so beautifully in the marriage. Like there's an actual map that you can create or that you do create um, that shows you exactly why you guys both keep falling into the same patterns that you're falling into. Um, so just make sure if that's you, take the initiative to take that step. Like don't keep living in this space any longer. Do something about it. You can go apply and get all of the information at morningmama.co. That's morningmama.co. I would love just to get to know you more and help you walk through this because I know for me, this journey has changed my life and I just want to help other people find that kind of freedom. So come join me. But ultimately I was in this place where I was completely reliant and dependent on my husband and how he was showing up. Um, If we... Weren't in our marriage where I thought we should be, then I would try and like force it, like whether through my anger or criticism or um, intellectualizing and trying to like talk through it from this place of pride. I it just, it you know I would really try and I think I didn't realize I was being manipulative, but I think that's what it was. I just wanted things to be different and I tried any way that I could, but the problem is I was doing all of this from a place of pain. Um, most of the time it wasn't out of a place of peace. And so I, and again, that's going back to restoration theory. I teach you how to, what that means, like to actually do something from a place of peace. But I was living in my pain cycle all of the time and trying to change things out of my pain cycle. Um, and even like with, with God, um, You know, I, I, you know, I was so kind of blind. I had a blind spot here where I would almost be manipulative in my relationship with God where I would plan out exactly how God was going to speak to my husband and when he was going to do this and... (laughs) Like we would have, you know, like a worship night at our church. And I would be like, okay, I think this is the moment. I think this is the moment God's going to speak to him and change him and do this work inside of him. And I would plan it all out and I would pray and believe and be going into this moment so anticipatory for how God was going to change him. And it was all about God changing my husband, all about how, how he needed to change and how God was going to do this work inside of him. And let me tell you that never went well. I either left very disappointed, um, or, you know, when I was receptive enough to really hearing the voice of God, God would speak to me, not to my husband, but to me about what I needed to change. And I would leave with a new insight and a fresh revelation about how I needed to show up in my marriage. And (laughs) like, God was like, no daughter, I I need to speak to you like, I got your husband. Yeah. Pray for him, but you don't need to, you don't need to tell me how it's all going to go down. You don't need to manipulate the situation, you know? And like, even like the worship nights, if, if he was all of a sudden going to be out of town for it, or, you know, the kids were sick or something, or he was sick and he couldn't go. I was so upset because in my mind, that was how everything was going to change. That's how everything was going to be transformed as if he got to that one night and, and it all was going to (laughs) change. I laugh now because it's like I had so much pride like I I essentially was like making plans for God about how he was gonna do this work and 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 telling him what it would look like and believing I just knew best, right And I didn't have my eyes on myself. I didn't And you know in some respects I, you know, in some areas I was healthier than him and some areas he was healthier than me, you know? So I, like, I thought I I could justify what I was saying. I could justify that. Like, well, no, you don't understand. Like, this is how he shows up in our marriage. This is where he's not, you know, being faithful. Not that he was not being faithful to our marriage, but meaning like not showing up as a husband that he was supposed to be right. Like I, I could tell you all those ways, And I could show you that if you're in the spot where you're like, no, it's my husband. There was things that he was lacking in. Absolutely. And I'm not going to share all the details here here, because that's kind of his story and not my story. But I just want to encourage those of you that are stuck and still looking at him and saying, no, he's the problem. Like, no, (laughs) it's, you know, that I keep saying it, but we've got to start with ourselves. And that was me. I, I could convince you all day long it was him, but it all, it all came down to me. So I was very manipulative. I was fully co- codependent on his moods, his being, how he was, and all of my wellness was dependent on him. And God, from there, took me on this journey, like I was sharing, to just fully become dependent on God instead of my husband. And, you know, I think it really began when I reflected on it. I think it began with my miscarriage. And I think a lot of you have heard me tell this story of my miscarriage. I go into it in episode two. Um, it's kind of what launched this whole thing that I'm doing here. Morning Mama is through the season of my miscarriage, God awoke something new in me and called me to um, just speaking his word out in a, in a greater capacity. And so that's how this was all born. And so it was a very significant portion of my, of my life. Um, but you know, after my miscarriage in those, especially first hours, I could just already kind of feel, you know, my husband tried to be there for me. He really did. Like he did a good job, like holding me and and trying to talk with me and be there for me, but like, he just didn't get it. You know, I think, and I think that's really normal for men, you know, they're not, they, they have not experienced what we experienced. Um, they have experienced loss as well, yes, but it looks different and they they can't fully fathom, right? They can't fully go there. And so I think that's where it began is is I, I realized I was going to have to do this apart from him. I was going to have to heal and grow away from him. And so that's when I turned to God and God, like I said, in the season, awoke something inside of me that was just insane and that I never saw coming and that just lit this passion and this fire for me. And I was just like, I couldn't do anything except for pray and talk to people about God. And like, I got really intense in that season and it was beautiful. And my husband wasn't really a part of all of that, you know, Um, and that was okay. But I could still be on that journey. I could still be being lit on fire and and before this like I, I had a good relationship with God. like I was um, close to him. I was um, serving, I think even leading in my church like I you know him and I, God and I were good, but this was a whole new level where it was like this whole other side to God where my faith increased. Uh, believing in God's voice was like a new thing for me uh, that, that, that God, believing that God could speak to me. And so it was it was this beautiful, journey that I was on. And then you know, it kind of continued through this season I went through the miscarriage and then um you know, there's a long story behind it, but God had told me it was a girl and then it was confirmed that it was a girl. And so, you know, I, I knew I had lost this baby girl and like it was this whole journey and then I got pregnant again shortly after. And I was believing it was still this baby girl. And so, it was a whole long journey. God spoke a lot. It was just all truly insane and God is so good, but it all culminated with the birth of my daughter. Um, and (laughs) I think I shared this on another episode. I don't know where it is, but, um, in short, I, uh, was in labor. My husband was very sick at the time. Um, I mean, you know, I don't don't know if he had a fever, but he, you know, bad head cold, like just, you know, gross. Um, and (laughs) We got to the hospital. This was during COVID, in the middle of COVID era. This is of uh, November twenty twenty, and we got to the hospital. I called the midwife to be like, "Hey, my husband's sick. Is he gonna be allowed to come with me?" And she was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. You know, he just has to wear a mask, but he has to do that anyways. It's not a big deal." And so I was like, "Okay, great." So we go to the hospital. They let us into the front. You know, we say, "Hey, he has a cold." Like they told us it's okay, and the guy let us in. And it's all good. Okay, so we get there. You know, I'm fully in labor and get up to the room. um, And we're there for about an hour. The midwife's already there. And an hour in, the charge nurse comes into the room and says, he has to leave. He's sick. He can't be here. And they didn't COVID test him. No, and we're not going to get into the politics here. But no, they didn't COVID test him. Doesn't matter that he was already there for an hour, but they decided he no longer could be there. And so he was forced to leave. And <laughs> it's just funny to think about it. It's just funny. You know, I'm in the middle of labor. You know, the COVID tested me. I was negative. I, like, it just doesn't make sense. But all that to say, I was now alone. And so this whole journey leading up to this moment that I was kind of referencing, it was kind of this journey about learning to be alone, now, we're actually, you know, we're technically never alone because God is always with us, right? And I, I have friends, I have family, right? But what that meant in that, in that season was learning to rely on God, learning that it was okay if my husband wasn't emotionally available. It was okay if my husband was, was, in, was in a bad mood. Like, I could be separate from him. I was separate from him. And so I was already on this journey of learning to be alone alone. And learned to be okay when he wasn't okay. And now I'm, I'm here at the hospital giving birth and I am alone again. Here I am alone. And I gave birth to my daughter completely unmedicated without my husband there. And it was an amazing experience. Not something I would ever choose for myself, but it was like this, this, gift that God gave me to show me, daughter, like I have you. It's not about him. It's about me and you. Now, you know, this is like, we do want intimacy in our marriage and we do want to, you know, go to each other and, and lean on each other. We're not talking about that though, right now, before it was codependency. It was, it was overly relying on him, right? If he wasn't okay, I wasn't okay. If he didn't give me what I wanted, I wasn't okay. That's not healthy. And so, you know, I, in order to have true intimacy, I had to begin by being okay on my own because we can't truly have healthy intimacy. If we're not, if we're reliant on the other person, we can't be reliant on them. We need to be reliant on God and from that space, then we mutually share our lives and create beautiful intimacy in our relationships in that space. But I wasn't in that space. And so this journey helped me be alone help me know how to do that. And this is how Morning Mama was born. This is how my marriage was revitalized, is I learned to be alone. I learned to be okay, even when he was withdrawn. I learned to have a good time, even when he didn't connect or we didn't connect the way I would have liked, the way I imagined. I learned to be calm, even when he's being short with me. Right. And I, and I still speak up. Like I'll say, Hey babe, you know, you seem like you're in a bad mood. Is there anything I can do to help? Or Hey, it's, you're kind of being rude to me. It's hurting me. You know, it doesn't mean that I, I keep silent and I just never say, Hey, I think we need to connect more. or Hey, you're being rude. Like, but before I would yell and scream or I would be rude back or I would just walk away angry. Right. And not talk about it. No, now I have a, <laughs> I'm okay. So I can be like, Hey, uh, What's off? Hello, this is not okay. Right. And so we can have those relations, that conversation now. But I now can be calm no matter how he's acting. Um, now I'm not reliant on him or the current status of our relationship, but like meaning the, the emotional connection that's there or lacking. I'm not reliant on that to feel okay about myself or about my life. I know that I know that I know that I know that I am loved that I am walking in purpose. I love my life, even without the emotional or spiritual depth in my marriage that I might long for at times. Like I'm good. And I'm actually also, uh, and this is probably a whole nother topic here, but I am okay that he's different than me. (laughs) That is definitely a whole nother topic. Before I think I, I wanted him to look like me, Not physically, obviously, but like I'm, you know, like I said, super deep, super intense. I love deep conversations. I love deep, deep, deep connection, you know, and I wanted him to be that way. I wanted him to be just like that, but that's not who God made him to be. Sure. We can, we can create beautiful, deep connection, but it's not going to look like two Britneys sitting in a corner together. Right. And, and that, I don't want that. (laughs) Like that's not, that would be actually horrible. You know, and actually I've, I've learned to value what he brings to the table and how it's different, how he brings more fun and lightheartedness into my life, how he helps me learn to rest and slow down, how like how I can find good in, in moments that are not like 100 feet deep of a conversation. He communicates differently. He sees things differently. He has different priorities and it's beautiful and that makes me better. And I've gotten to a place through all of this that I trust that God is working right before I would manipulate situations and, and tell God how he was going to do things and believe like had this whole plan of what was going to happen. Now I just trust like God is working. I need to pray for him. I need to, to be there for him. But God, like he's in God's hands and, and truly like God, as I've let go of this, God has worked in his life in <laughs> crazy unexpected ways as well. Um, you know, even just a short example, like he got into a car crash uh, this January of this year of 2023 and he was completely okay, but his car was completely totaled. He could have, it could have been a lot worse. Um, But after that crash, God softened his heart in the most beautiful and amazing way. And he has been more deep and emotional and connected and uh, spiritually aware and it's just amazing. Like he connects more to me than ever before. And so all these ways that I tried to orchestrate all of this change, that was never what I needed to be doing. I was looking the wrong direction, right? You see that? You see see how why I keep saying it's you gotta start with you. Because I was always looking the wrong direction. And as soon as I turn it around and I learn to just like grow myself and be healthy myself and grow in my relationship with God and and run in my relationship with God without like wondering if he's running with me. That's when things got good. Cuz he's never meant to be my rock. He's never meant to be my foundation. He's never meant to be the thing that makes me okay or not okay. Like our marriage, marriage is beautiful, but it's not everything. It is not on the throne. It is not the purpose of your life. It is not what makes you loved or not loved. It is not your identity. It is a facet that God wants to use to grow you and at times to comfort you and to bring beauty, right? To bring children, right? There's so much beauty there, but it is not meant to be any anywhere near the center. I guess near the center because it comes after God, but <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It is not meant to be on the throne. So I want you to take a hard look at your life. Are you putting your marriage on the throne? Are you putting your expectations on the throne? What is on the throne right now? What is at the center of your marriage? What is at the center of your life? And it's so easy. It's so easy to fall into pointing the finger. It's so easy to look at the other person, but you've got to start by looking at your life, your relationship with God, your health, where you're at. Do you know how to be alone? Do you know how to be reliant only on God? I know that's hard. I know it because I walked that journey. And it was excruciating. It was, it was, it was hard. But I know that there's freedom. And I believe that God has that for you as well. So I, I just want to pray for you. I know this stuff is really challenging, but I know that God has so much good for you as you lean into it more. So let me pray. God, I thank you for the gift of marriage. God, I thank you that you've given it to us to grow us and to comfort us at times and to bring beauty into our lives, God. But I I also thank you that it's not supposed to be our everything. I thank you that it's not the foundation we stand on. I thank you that it's not what makes us okay. God, I pray that everyone that's in that space like I was, God, that they would just recognize Lord, uh, how they've been idolizing marriage or their expectations, God, and you would just give them the courage and the insight to to take that down from the throne, God, and put you back on the center. I pray you would help them learn to be alone and learn to walk with you no matter what they're facing, no matter what they're feeling, God, that they would be okay, Lord. And And I just pray that as they do that work, God, you would bring so much more health and beauty to their marriage than ever before. God, thank you that we can trust you with your plans. We don't have to come up with our own plans, God, we just praise you for your goodness that we can always depend on God, that that is the bedrock we stand on. That is the bedrock we walk on, God. And we just thank you, God, that you are so good and can always be trusted. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you.